hour number two of the John and Leah show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Each week we get together, we talk about the news of the week and the events of our often bizarre lives, and we provide you with a three-hour oasis of rationality in the desert of insanity, which is the American cultural and political landscape, since obviously the news this weekend is just horrendous. Uh, Leah Brandon, I do want to uh, take at least uh, 15 to 30 seconds for a, a really a great story uh, for at least some of our listeners, those in Pittsburgh. The Pittsburgh Penguins have just won the Stanley Cup championship. You're kidding. Yes. Why is that so shocking to you? Or because don't... I haven't paid attention to hockey in forever, <laughs> and I cannot believe it's been about that long since they won it. <laughs> Well, actually, one of the reasons why I find it interesting that they did um, is not only that we're on in Pittsburgh, uh, but I used to cover the Pittsburgh Penguins back in my days as a TV sportscaster in Steubenville, Ohio, Wheeling, West Virginia. We used to cover Pittsburgh sports, and I covered them doing their first two Stanley Cup titles and actually had the opportunity to drink out of the Stanley Cup which is uh, one of the cooler moments of my sportscasting career. So That's pretty, c- pretty impressive. Congrats. Well, I had nothing to do with it. I had, believe me, they didn't win it because of me. I just happened to be in the right place at the right time. But uh, congratulations to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, we will get to our weekly look at the race for the White House 2016, uh, formally probably in the next segment. But I wanted to um, share a couple more thoughts on the, the massacre in Orlando. And I guess – the two aspects which are clearly related for obvious reasons. One, the fact that this was a target, uh, the target here was a gay bar, and uh, apparently it would have seemed that uh, most, if not all, of the uh, people who were killed and injured uh, were targeted for their homosexuality. And as it related to that, I think the news media is going to be particularly hit by this because this is one of their sacred topics, right? I mean... You know, race is probably just ahead of of uh, sexuality with regard right. to how the news media views how important things are. I mean, if something is racist, that's as important as it gets. If it's somehow anti-homophobic, that's second, only to racism. Yeah. And transgenderism, though, is moving up. Quickly. Well, well, somehow they've co-opted the the homosexual. Uh, agenda, which I, I'm baffled true. by, which that's a whole other story for another day. But but anyway, um, and so obviously I don't I don't want to have this misinterpreted. Obviously this is a huge story, okay, no question about it, and it deserves all the coverage it's getting. Of course, most of the coverage is too focused on gun control, but that's what yes, the news. But all of it is. But that's what the, that's what the news media does. I mean, you know, I think we've learned the drill now. Um, this is an interesting new wrinkle with regard to the fact that there, there's the homosexual angle, but they're always going to gravitate towards gun control, especially um, you know when President Obama is is leading the narrative as their as their almost their literal leader. I mean, he obviously is our president, but but they, the media takes their marching orders from President Obama, not in a conspiratorial way, just because they all love him and they all agree with him. I I'm going to say something you may or may not agree with, Leah, and and might be controversial. Maybe it's not. I think the media is going to be uh, find itself in a difficult spot on this story uh, in the next week or two, and here's why. You know, the news media is driven by we've always talked about the news media is driven by their most important agendas. Their their most primary agenda is their own careers. That's what they care more about than anything else. Certainly, way more than the truth. 
And, and related to that, they care about the ratings because that helps their careers. And they also care about the, the political agenda. Not in a conspiratorial way, but they're all liberals, so they, they, they feel like they're doing the world good by carrying water for the, for the liberal agenda. So they're going to feel like this is a huge story, and the homosexual angle requires us to go 24-7 on this for, forever. I mean, you know, like a mini 9-11 type of situation. Here's the problem. My gut tells me the ratings on this are not going to be good, not in comparison to other major news stories. And I think there's a couple reasons for that. Number one, it's just so horrific, right? I mean, it's, it just, it's just so horrible. Was, I had to turn it off today. It was way too hard for me to watch these poor people. I'm knowing that, you know, I'm watching all these people. They have people in the hospital that they dearly love. Right. They don't know if they're going to live or die. It's just too hard to watch. It's horrendous. It's a horrendous story, but that doesn't necessarily mean the ratings would be bad, but I don't think that, that helps. But I also think, and this is, this is where you're not going to hear anybody else say this, and, I, and I'm not justifying this at all, but it's my gut instinct, and, and I don't want this to be misinterpreted. I think the fact that homosexuals were, were targeted here, not in a homophobic way, but in a subconscious, oh, I wasn't part of the targeted group sort of way, is going to subconsciously make a lot of Americans think this isn't about me. Boy, I hope not. I'm, I, I, here's what I'm basing that on. It's not just my understanding of human nature, and it's always all about us. I mean, we always want to relate to a story, right? If, we, we, if it's about us, we really feel it hard. I mean, we're always looking, you know, whether it's our hometown or our state or whatever. I mean, our religion. There's, there, people are always looking for a way to relate to a big story. This one is tough to relate to for a lot of people. But more importantly than that, you know, I have, it's, this is anecdotal, but, you know, I happen to run into a lot of people today, some of whom I know, some of whom I don't, and nobody was talking about this. Nobody. No. Even in California. You think that's what it is? You think it's California? Yes. We, we yes. don't care about anything? Is that what it is? I, California is very wrapped up in California. I understand that, Leah. But this did not, I, again, I'm not diminishing I want to make this clear. I am not, let me be clear, as President Obama would say, I, I am not diminishing the magnitude of this story. This is a huge story, very significant, and should be talked about. I just don't believe that the television ratings are going to be what the news, news outlets are going to hope for, and therefore they're going to have to make a decision in a few days as to what to do with this. Now, wow. whether, whether they continue to go with this or not, I just, I just don't. This is the world that we live in now. Oh, it's pathetic! It's totally pathetic. Terrible. It, it's completely pathetic. But I'm just, as a media expert, I'm just outlining for you what I see as the reality. And well, look, if the ratings are down, then your theory will uh, make it a whole lot easier to move along. Because then the news media doesn't have to make a choice between gay or Muslim. No, but see. I think the fact that there's the, the gays are targeted here is, is going to make most media outlets feel like they're obligated to continue on with this. Oh, you do? Absolutely. This is this is a major part of their agenda. This is why they mm. exist. So that's where going to, that's where the conflict's going to be. I think in a few days they're going to be shocked to find out America isn't that into this story. 
I, 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 that's just my gut telling me. I, I, I could be wrong, and I will be the first to admit it if I am. All right, when we come, obviously next week we'll have a lot more details. We'll actually have probably some more facts to actually discuss uh, right. on this story because, you know, that's never stopped anybody before, and we now live in a world where you've you got to have an instant take, so we don't have time for silly things like facts. Uh, but when we come back, we'll do our weekly look at the race of the White House 2016. If you ever have trouble sleeping, do yourself a favor, folks, and listen up. It might just change your life. I know it had a big impact on mine. I'm talking about using MyPillow. You may have seen MyPillow's owner, Mike Lindell, on their TV commercials. Well, MyPillow is fit just for you, the kind of sleeper you are, on your back or your side or how big or small you are. I love MyPillow, and my wife and daughter use theirs as well. Obviously, a good night's sleep is a life changer. And now's your chance to take advantage of this special offer. Buy one MyPillow, and we'll give you one for your partner for free. Don't waste another night on bad sleep. Life's too short. Call 800-871-1827. That's 800-871-1827. Use the promo code JL for the John and Leah Show for your free pillow and start sleeping better right away. Call 800-871-1827 or go to MyPillow.com and be sure to use that promo code JL for two life-changing pillows made in America with a 10-year warranty, all for the price of one. That's MyPillow.com. John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com. Time now for our weekly look at the race for the White House 2016, which will include some analysis of how, if at all, the Orlando massacre will impact the presidential race. But, Leah, we had a major development this week with regard to the Democrats' finally officially deciding that Hillary Clinton was going to be their nominee, something which we said was going to be the case a year and a half ago when we began this program, but now it's official. Tell us the details. Well, yes, the Democratic race for the nomination is over. Hillary Clinton clinching the nomination with the number of delegates and then an exclamation point with the big win in California. And then President Obama stepped up and endorsed her. Look, I know how hard this job can be. That's why I know Hillary will be so good at it. In fact, I don't think there's ever been someone so qualified to hold this office. Certainly more than me. (laughs) (laughs) Certainly certainly more qualified than I was when I got the job. (laughs) And then Bernie Sanders, of course, uh, met with Obama at the White House this week as well. However, he doesn't seem to be giving it all up yet. It would be extraordinary if the people of Washington, our nation's capital, stood up and told the world that they are ready to lead this country into a political revolution. That's right. He wants to win in D.C. However, he did say that he'll team up with Hillary in the effort to defeat Donald Trump. All right. Now, um, unlike most talk show hosts, I'm actually uncomfortable, unlike Donald Trump, I'm uncomfortable bragging. 
um, what? I know. I actually. Yeah. Am. I, am. Oh. I am. However, I think we need to pat ourselves on the back here a little bit. Because we never, ever, 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 not once, not for one second, went for the head fake that Hillary wasn't going to be the nominee. Not one time. Right. Everybody else did. We did not. We okay, did. wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? I did. You did? <laughs> yes. Until that time when you uh, laid it out to say, look, if. There was ever going to be an indictment. Obama would have gotten the heads up, and he was to push Joe Biden out there. Exactly. And then I was like, oh, duh. okay. So then I was on the Hillary band. Okay, well, at this point, Lee, after all these years together, you should trust me on these matters, all right? I, I mean, I know Hillary, is, all of her weaknesses, I, I, I despise her. Uh, she's a terrible candidate, but there was never – any chance she was going to lose. And by the way, part of the reason she was never going to lose, not just because uh, of what you just said there about the indictment, and I love, mm. I love the fact that there are people still after Obama endorses her. They still her, think it's going to happen. Still think there's going to be an indictment. Really? It's like, what? It's just flat out ridiculous. Come on, people. And she even told Fox News, zero chance. Look, people, Barack Obama <laughs> would not be endorsing her as publicly as he is, as emphatically as he is, if he had any inkling she was going to be indicted. And by the way, if, if she was going to be indicted, he would know, and he would probably have some influence over that decision. Of course. So he'll say yay or nay, Loretta Lynch, Attorney General. Right. So come on, people, please use your brains. Just, for, just put on your thinking cap for half a second. It's not that difficult. But the other element of this, which I always said, and I've, I've said from day one that this gives – the Democrats a massive advantage, and boy, has this turned out to be 1,000% true. As a matter of fact, this might be the most uh, prescient thing I've said in this entire bizarre process. I said time and time again, the big advantage the Democrats have is they have Barack Obama as the parental figure to say, stop Get it. Get in line. Stop it. Get in line. Get together. It's over. We're done with the BS time to play for real. Republicans don't have that. Mitt Romney should be that guy in a rational world, but our people don't want to listen to Mitt Romney because, you know, we don't want to listen to the guy who's actually telling us the truth and being rational. We want to have our, our party. We want to have our fun. Don't tell us this is bad for us, Mitt. You're a loser. You're a coward. Go home. Uh, that, that's our attitude. But, see, they have a president. And Obama was right, always there to say, if the Sanders thing got out of hand to say, stop it. Wake up. Grow up. And this week he proved it because basically he and Barry got together. Here was the, here's the synopsis of the conversation. Obama said, Bernie, great job. Congratulations. Uh, give me your balls. What? No, no, no. Give me your balls. But, but I've never had balls before. Give me your balls. Michelle, go and take his too. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, so Obama took Bernie's balls. He had a little ceremony, you know, mourning the loss of his balls. And now he's, he's a eunuch. And Hillary will be the nominee, and we'll talk about the impact of that when we come Here, back. Here, Hillary, another. here's another set. <laughs> another set.
If you ever have trouble sleeping, do yourself a favor, folks, and listen up. It might just change your life. I know it had a big impact on mine. I'm talking about using MyPillow. You may have seen MyPillow's owner, Mike Lindell, on their TV commercials. Well, MyPillow is fit just for you, the kind of sleeper you are, on your back or your side or how big or small you are. I love MyPillow, and my wife and daughter use theirs as well. Obviously, a good night's sleep is a life changer. And now's your chance to take advantage of this special offer. Buy one MyPillow and we'll give you one for your partner for free. Don't waste another night on bad sleep. Life's too short. Call 800-871-1827. That's 800-871-1827. Use the promo code JL for the John and Leah Show for your free pillow and start sleeping better right away. Call 800-871-1827 or go to MyPillow.com and be sure to use that promo code JL for two life-changing pillows made in America with a 10-year warranty, all for the price of one. That's MyPillow.com. John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com. This is a weekly look at the race for the White House 2016. And while just as I predicted, Hillary is going to be the Democratic nominee, and just as I predicted, the Democrats are unifying at a record pace and no doubt will eventually totally unify, largely because they have a common enemy in, oh, Don- yes, in, they do. in Donald Trump. That's one of the many reasons why I did not want to nominate him, because he solves her biggest problem, her two biggest problems. Turnout. <laughs> yeah, he, she sol- he solves, Trump does, the, the issue of unifying the Democrats, and also, as you just referenced, he also solves Hillary's biggest problem, which is turning out her base and turning out uh, people who might not be that jazzed about her candidacy. Gee, I can't understand why anyone would be in that category. Uh, but that's one of many, many reasons why Trump was the wrong person to nominate. So while the Democrats have been you know, unifying this week, Republicans have been going in the exact opposite direction. Leah, tell us about that. Yes. Well, okay. First of all, let's just cover uh, Donald Trump. Because while Hillary was busy winning the nomination and being endorsed and launching one attack on Trump after another, the media and Trump were only concentrating on one thing, and that is the Mexican judge and the whole Trump University case. So many people are now seeing that this whole thing is a disgrace. Uh, we, have ten, we have thousands of people, I don't know exactly, like 10,000 or something there about, where they're really happy with it. They gave it great marks, excellence, and very, very good, and all of these great marks. They wrote beautiful statements. That we have thousands and thousands of these uh, evaluations where they evaluate after the course is finished. They evaluate, and I'm going through a trial. It's a disgrace. Okay, now, after the endorsement came from Obama, Trump did take to Twitter and get into a tweet fest uh, with uh, Hillary Clinton and, of course, Elizabeth Warren, where he also called her Pocahontas again. So yesterday, Mitt Romney laid into the entire GOP like he should have laid into Obama during the 2012 election. Mitt Romney told Wolf Blitzer that he worried about the moral fraying of society uh, should Trump become president. He says, I don't want to see trickle-down racism. I love this country. I love the founders. I love what this country is built upon. 
and its values. And seeing this is breaking my heart well, from the party that needs to have. Oh, and he got like a 21-second uh, round of applause because he wondered aloud about the future of the GOP. He did this in front of a whole bunch of donors. He told Wolf Blitzer, who was hosting this discussion, that he slammed Kasich, he slammed Ted Cruz, and Jeb Bush's pack for not stopping him in the primary. All right. Um, lots to get to there. Uh, the main thing I want to focus on is the disunity, uh, at least at the highest ranks, uh, within the GOP and because of these comments that Trump has made. Frankly, I'm a little bit like, oh, oh come on, guys. Is this really surprising to you? I mean, the judge comments were outrageous. They were wrong. Uh, you could certainly interpret them as racist. But th this certainly should not have been the aha moment. Oh, really? Donald Trump's not qualified or doesn't have the temperament to be president? This is new information, folks? Uh, you, you should have known this a long time ago. That's the bottom line of this. Yes, the judge thing is bad, especially for a prospective president. And, and by the way, Trump's lying on the Trump University, his spin on the case, the, the thing what, was he doesn't have ten thousand. Do you not know people what, who loved it? Do you know the story? Well, I don't know what the numbers are, but do you know where, when those evaluations were done? Those evaluations are done after before the before you take. I thought it's before you take the course. Right? No, it's, it's after the initial pep rally. So these people are all jazzed up. Oh yeah. I mean, and by the way. The reason why Trump is so well-versed in this is it's obvious that they gave these people these evaluations to prevent them from suing in the future because they <laughs> knew they were screwing them and they needed to get them on record saying how great this thing was before they realized they had been scammed. So the, the Trump University is a scam. By the way, Hillary is out with a hilarious new infomercial for Trump University as a commercial, which I don't know how much play it will get, but – uh, I, I thought it was pretty effective uh, and very, very funny and well done. But, they, but it, it encapsulates what a fraud Donald Trump is. But here's, here's really the, the, the major impact of this week. It was not just Mitt Romney, who I'll get to in a second, because I think he's very significant, more so than the media is giving him credit for. But you had Mark Kirk, the senator from Illinois, unendorsing Donald Trump, unendorsing him. You've got other people who have basically unendorsed him, major GOP figures, and others saying maybe we should all unendorse him. Again, I'm stunned, and I mean that in quotations, like, guys, really? You couldn't have figured this out a long time ago, that this was not the right guy? It feels like they're just using this as an excuse uh, to, to bail on a candidate they now realize is going to lose and, and probably send the GOP into the dark ages if, if, if everything goes as badly as it might. Now, why is Kirk important? See, this is what's starting to, not just starting, it, it's pissing me off with regard to Trump, because this is the price we pay, that Trump is our nominee. It sounds trivial, but it's not. Kirk is the, the senator from Illinois. It's a miracle. It's a miracle to have a Republican senator in the, the st home state of Barack Obama, all right? We're going to lose him. He's gone now. He has no chance. And the reason why he has no chance is because of Donald Trump. Not just because of what Donald Trump said, but because Kirk was forced to make a decision. Either I back Donald Trump and I lose, or I separate myself from Donald Trump as much as I possibly can, which he chose to do, in which case he will also lose, because he's going to lose 
whatever that percentage is, and Trump did well in the Illinois primary there, there's a percentage of the Republican vote that's going to take it out on Kirk. So you can't win with Trump. You can't win without him. This is the type of thing that a nominee should not be causing. These are the problems you should not have. We would not have had these problems if, for instance, Scott Walker or Marco Rubio or even John Kasich or even Ted right. Cruz had been the right. nominee. I've never seen the GOP so just divided. Well, because I've never seen they're it. in impossible situations, and Kirk is a classic example. You also you also you also have the senator from New Hampshire who's going to be in a similar circumstance. She's up for re-election in a state where Trump did very well in the primary. So what does she do if she if she bails on Trump and separates him? She's going to lose all those Trump votes, which means she'll lose. But if she rides Trump all the way to November, she's also going to lose. So thank you very much, Donald Trump. You cost us at least. At least two Senate seats, probably more. That's just the tip of the iceberg. And, and, and for, for almost no chance, I shouldn't say no, but I mean, I've, I'm giving him a 10% chance, which I've been giving him for a long time, and that's counting on circumstances going 100% in his favor under that scenario. But, but for the likelihood, he's going to lose, and so we're going to get no benefit at all from Trump's nomination. It's only going to be losses. And important losses, because we're going to lose the Senate over this, almost certainly, the way this is going. Now, as far as Romney is concerned, I see this on Twitter and Facebook all the time from the Trump supporters. Who cares what Romney thinks? He's a loser. In fact, uh, Trump's campaign manager today called him a sore loser and a coward uh, for not running in 2016. Now, look, I, I am out there, I was out there at the time very boisterously saying that Romney, I wouldn't have called him a coward, but he wimped out on Benghazi in the 2012 election, especially in the last debate. I knew it was over halfway through that last debate. And the people I were with were like, why are you so down? Why are you so despondent? Because we just lost. What are you talking about? He's doing fine. No, no, he, he needed a knockout and he decided to, you know, or to put in football terms, basically what happened with Romney was he got it down to the uh, six-yard line, thought he was down by two points and decided to kick a field goal when he was actually down by five points and needed a touchdown. So, so on third down, he took a knee to set up a field goal. <laughs> well, great, you kicked the field goal. We still lost, you moron. But that was probably because yeah, he was, I he, think he fumbled it. He fumbled the ball. Well, and I they think, threw it to him, and he had it. And he could have yeah. run in for a touchdown. He dropped it. You're being a little too hard on him because I think he believed his pollsters. And I think he believed. And frankly, all the conservative media, except me, was wrong. They all bought into a myth about what the polling was saying. I told everybody that would listen to me, and I wrote very prominent columns saying Romney is going to lose. In fact, the day before the election. I wrote a column for the Huffington Post because they were the only ones who would publish it. They did so in the front page. Why Mitt Romney lost? That was the day before the 2012 election. Anyway, look, here's why Romney is important. First, first of all, a lot of people do still like him. Uh, he's important for several reasons. Number one, he got 61 million votes in 2012. Less than four years ago, 61 million Americans thought he was the person who should be president of the United States. Now, I don't know how many of those 61 million still have admiration for him, but a lot do. And it doesn't take very much to influence an election where you've got to have 
everything go right. Everything. If you're Trump, you need everything to go right. You need basically almost all, at least those that are still alive, and heck, we'd still like to have you if they're dead, you need basically <laughs> all 61 million of those Romney voters. So insulting him and, and, and pretending that he doesn't matter is foolhardy and frankly stupid on the part of the Trump campaign, but his ego is so large, he can't stand it because Romney has Trump's buttons. He knows the buttons. Mm -hmm. He's got them nailed. He understands. Don't forget he called him a fraud, a con man. Right. He's got Trump nailed. He understands Trump, and Trump hates it. Trump, Trump knows he's a fraud, and Romney knows he's a fraud, and Romney knows exactly how to get under his skin. Uh, but there's there's more ways that Romney is impactful here. Let's let's say only five or ten million, which would be a pretty small number. If only five or ten million of those 61 million that voted for Romney are loyal to him, Trump's toast. Trump, that, you, where where are you going to get that extra five to ten million votes? You, it's not possible. And I'll tell you where else it's very impactful. Utah. There are two polls. The last two polls out in Utah indicate that Donald Trump is either losing or tied with Hillary Clinton. Yeah, that's not good. In Utah. And that's before Romney actually said he might endorse Gary Johnson, the libertarian candidate, which I semi-predicted uh, a couple weeks when, when Johnson and Weld were the nominees for the Libertarian Party. I said, I think Romney might endorse. And I even said, if Romney endorses, based upon this polling, I think, Johnson or Hillary have a better chance of winning Utah than Trump does. And, and if you don't win Utah, forget about it, folks. There is no path. There is no path. You can win every other state that Romney won in 2012, which you wouldn't do if you lost Utah. You can win Florida. You can win Ohio. You can win Pennsylvania and still lose. Still lose. There is no path. There's no path. So Romney can single-handedly block Trump from being president, without a doubt. And it looks like that's what he wants to do. So the Trumpsters out there who are pretending that Romney doesn't matter, you're as delusional as you are about Trump in general. All right, we, I, we're way past break. I want to continue in this vein when we come back on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network. If you ever have trouble sleeping, do yourself a favor, folks, and listen up. It might just change your life. I know it had a big impact on mine. I'm talking about using MyPillow. You may have seen MyPillow's owner, Mike Lindell, on their TV commercials. Well, MyPillow is fit just for you, the kind of sleeper you are, on your back or your side or how big or small you are. I love MyPillow, and my wife and daughter use theirs as well. Obviously, a good night's sleep is a life changer. And now's your chance to take advantage of this special offer. Buy one MyPillow and we'll give you one for your partner for free. Don't waste another night on bad sleep. Life's too short. Call 800-871-1827. That's 800-871-1827. Use the promo code JL for the John and Leah Show for your free pillow and start sleeping better right away. Call 800-871-1827 or go to MyPillow.com and be sure to use that promo code JL for two life-changing pillows made in America with a 10-year warranty, all for the price of one. That's MyPillow.com. This is 
the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My host is Leah Brandon. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com. Continuing with our weekly look at the race for the White House 2016. Now, Leah, I have said many, many times since it was clear that uh, Donald Trump was going to be the GOP nominee, which I, I thought was a real good chance of happening all the way back to November of last year, despite me thinking it was a horrendous idea. I've said many, many times that there were really only a couple of things that could realistically and logically give Trump a chance to beat Hillary Clinton, and one of them, of course, was a major terrorist attack. Well, obviously today we, we had a major terrorist attack, uh, the worst of its kind in U.S. history, the massacre in Orlando where there were at least 50 people were killed. And so I've had a few people ask me today, so does this qualify? Is this going to change the race? No. And I'm with you. I do not think this is going to change the race. There might be a temporary blip uh, for Trump. He has been – he hasn't been collapsing in the polls in the last two weeks, but he has definitely been taking a dive. Uh, it is It is absolutely amazing to me that more hasn't been made. Of course, the Trumpsters just don't want to hear it, and the conservative you – know, the media does have an invested interest in pretending like this thing is going to be close, but for – for the Republican nominee, the guy who's been the nominee now for over a month, to be polling regularly 38 39% against a horrendous Democratic nominee in Hillary Clinton in national polling, that the fact that that hasn't gotten more publicity is stunning to me because yes. that, that is death. That is death. Just as a point of example or, 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 or comparison. In June of 2012, Mitt Romney was getting 44, 46, 48% almost every single time. He was averaging at least six to eight points more in a national vote total than Trump was at this time in June. And by the way, do I have to remind you, Mitt Romney lost. So you're you're comparing Trump. Very poorly to a guy who lost, and by the way, it wasn't even that close. So, and then, and and this is against a candidate that hasn't even fully wrapped up her nomination yet, and still has these Bernie Sanders supporters who are hesitant to tell pollsters they'll vote for her because they're going to vote for her, folks. They're either oh, that, they always come home. They, the Democrats always come home. Well, some of these may not leave home because they live in the basement and they might not, <laughs> you know, they may not leave the couch, some of the Sanders supporters. So my guess is she's not going to get 100% of the Sanders supporters to actually vote, but they're not going to get most. Yes, and and they're not going to vote for Trump. That's a fantasy. That's a, mm-hmm. that is an absolute delusional Trumpster fantasy that somehow Sanders voters were going to vote for Trump. That that's just, right. you know, it's just Sanders voters yeah. <laughs> the Sanders voters and the polls are skewed. <laughs> right, of course. We, Have we, you heard that one? Yeah, I'm well, that, sure, yeah. that was the, the myth that I did not buy into in 2012, and that's why I knew Romney was going to lose, and I was right, and the rest of the conservative media was wrong. All right, now, but, but here's, here's the thing. Um, with regard to this attack, it's first of all too early. That's number one. In, in other words, it's too early in the calendar. Number two, while it's it's absolutely horrendous and massive and horrible in every way, it's not going to have the same impact as like a 9-11. I don't think it'll have a, a as lasting an impact. I also, as I've already stated, I think that some people are going to have a tough time relating to this because of the fact that homosexuals were targeted. 
I just don't see I, I just don't see it impacting the race long term. Again, there could be a temporary blip where the bleeding stops on Trump's polling. Uh, because there's no question in my mind that when Islamic terrorism is in the forefront of the voters' minds, that Trump is helped by that, uh, yeah. because he's much stronger on the issue. Whether he would be better at it in real life, I don't know. I mean, that's part of my that's part of my problem with Donald Trump. That's why you know we, we ask the question about him consistently. Is Trump a bad guy or a good guy? We, we don't know, because even on the things he talks a good game, I don't know whether he would actually be able to act it out if he ever got the chance. Uh, so, but the reality is, from a polling standpoint, I, I think that you know this might be a temporary blip for Trump. I do not see this as a long-term uh, game changer. This is not going to fundamentally alter the nature of the race. One other thing on Trump that I found to be so Trumpian. Did you happen to see that Trump announced? impromptu, apparently, at one of his rallies this week, that his convention, which, of course, is going to be the most beautiful and the greatest convention that's ever been, yeah. is, is also going to be very different because he's not going to have politicians speak. He's going to have sports stars speak. Did you see this? Well, I think all the politicians have backed out, right? Well, see, that's my theory. See, I, you're, you and I are exactly on the same page here. <laughs> I think this is out of necessity because I don't think they're going to be able to get any of the big-name politicians to speak. So he gets this idea of we're going to have sports stars. We're going to have the winners, the best of the best. They're going to speak. And it's going to be far more interesting. It's going to be the convention of the people. And he starts listing some of the names. Well, one of the names that he mentions is Ben Roethlisberger, the quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, it turns out, despite – what Trump said, Roethlisberger says emphatically, I never endorsed Trump, and I'm not going to speak at the GOP nomination on his behalf. <laughs> now, by the way, just for the record, Roethlisberger is a guy who was once, I, I believe he was charged, I know he was accused, of rape. Uh -oh. so, so, so Mike Tyson, convicted rapist, Don King, convicted killer, manslaughter, but he actually killed a person who also really didn't endorse Trump, despite what the fact that Trump claimed that Don King did. So Trump is claiming endorsements from horrendous sports figures, Don King and Ben Roethlisberger, who didn't actually endorse him and who are now emphatically saying they will not speak at the convention. And there is no chance in hell Tom Brady is going to put his... <laughs> no brand on the line to speak at the Republican nomination for Donald Trump. It's However, instead of ugly delegates holding the signs of the names of their states, I'll bet they're ring girls. I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt that. Oh, it'll be a crap-tastic, no doubt about it. Hour number three <laughs> coming up next on the John and Leah Show.